0: Today, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
0: Andrew McGlashan is a man on the ground working for ESPN Crick Info. He joins us.
1: Andrew, good evening. Welcome. Hi there, good to be with you.
0: Now, football team first with that English accent. Who do you support, Andrew?
1: I'm afraid I'm going to say nobody. Um, it's never been a massive thing for me. And I've, I've been in Australia for too many years now, especially. So, yeah, no no major football team. It was Liverpool way back in the oh, day. But oh, yeah. oh,
0: oh, you're no, a smart man, no. Andrew. That's the, that's the only answer we needed. That is the only answer we needed. <laughs> that is the correct answer. Without doubt, the most intelligent Englishman I've ever spoken to ever on this radio show. Well done, Andrew. Brilliant.
1: Uh, OK, well, I'm glad I've got that one right.
0: OK. Any changes to this Australian team? Are we likely? Are we likely to see Steve Smith come in? I know there is a big call from the Australian public to see him come in somewhere in the side.
1: No, I don't think we'll see Stephen Smith tonight. I think they'll stick with the same batting lineup. We may get one late change though, because Adam Zampa has tested positive for COVID this afternoon, so they may decide not to play him. Of course, there's no stipulation anymore. Players are free to carry on if they are feeling healthy enough to play, but. Uh, They need to make a call on Zampa now in the next hour or so. So we may see a change there, which could bring Ashton Agar into the side on his home ground. So if that, I think, will be the only change if it happens, I think they'll stick with the batting order and save them. Look, it wasn't a great performance a few days ago, but we thought you were the right team then and you're still the right team now. So I think they'll get another go.
0: Mm. How much psychological damage was done to Australia after that heavy defeat to New Zealand?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean psychological it was I mean the biggest damage that was done was net run rate damage that was the biggest thing to them I mean you can kind of losing the game is one thing but the margin of defeat is almost it's almost worth another defeat on top of that if you know what I mean because they are now minus minus point four, at uh, 4.4 in their net run rate which is almost too much to overturn in a sense so they've they may even have a negative net run rate for the next three or four games now even if they win um, so that's the biggest issue for them. I don't. I don't think they'll be knocked psychologically as such. They're a. They're a good team. They've got good players. Uh, but it will have been a dent to their pride to lose so heavily in the first game of a World Cup on home soil. And yeah, it's left them well behind the eight ball. And their fate may already be out of their hands even if they do win four games from here.
0: Mm. And what do you make of the Sri Lankan team?
1: Oh, look, I think I think they'll struggle tonight uh, because of the extra pace and bounce in Perth. But they are. They are a good team. I know they lost their first game in the qualifiers and had to do it the hard way to get into the main part of the draw, but they're Asia Cup champions and um, they came down here to Australia last summer and actually did better than the 4 1 scoreline would suggest in those five T20s. So, look, I mean, Australia are favourites, particularly playing them in Perth, um, but they can't take slanker lightly, as we know in T20 it takes one innings or one magical spell and it changes the game. And they do have a couple of excellent spinners and we know that Australia don't always play spin that well. So Australia favourites, but it's certainly not a given that they'll win this one.
0: Mm-hmm. And what have you made of teams like Ireland and Afghanistan in terms of their progression? Are they slowly, slowly getting themselves up to a genuine consistent international level i mean i always remember watching sri lanka here in new zealand back in 1983 we've sort of seen bangladesh slowly beginning to establish themselves can we say the same about the irish in afghanistan
1: yeah i think we can certainly afghanistan i mean they are a full member uh test nation now so so they they've developed superbly they have a number of uh, match winners in their side i mean um, they're, they're obviously playing New Zealand um, tomorrow and it, a magical four-overs from Rashid Khan can, can, can win a game of T20. Ireland, I think, are a little bit further behind. They've got some issues in terms of like where they've prioritised certain formats of cricket. Um, they, are, they are a full member nation too, but they've sort of parked test cricket for the short term to focus on white ball. It was massive for them to get through into this Super 12 stage because there was a thought that their T20 cricket, uh, cricket had stagnated a little bit over the last few years so this is a really important moment for them and both are very very competitive sides and particularly for Ireland Mm. are doing it really without enough exposure they they should play more than they do in a sense and some teams don't offer to play them enough England have been guilty of that over the years so they are progressing and it's great for for world cricket and the Sri Lanka example you make is a is a very good one and hopefully in the next five or ten years particularly Afghanistan might maybe might be that next sort of Sri Lanka story
0: Mm. Uh, yeah I want to talk about Zimbabwe because very much an emerging power in the 1990s the early 2000s thing we had Mugabe we had a uh, sort of you know a major a player revolt the whole political landscape uh, just wasn't conducive for you know to playing international cricket. where are they currently sitting Zimbabwe?
1: Uh, they're improving I mean they are showing some really positive signs actually um they were lucky last night to get away with a point against that of course because of the way, Um, the rain intervened when Sasko were on the brink of winning, but they came here to Australia a a month or so ago for an ODI series and took a game off Australia, which was a notable achievement. They've performed well at home. So there are real green shoots of recovery there in Zimbabwe cricket. There's a long way to go, but they've got a very good guy in charge of them, Dave Houghton, the former Zimbabwe legend um, with the bat. Uh, So he's coaching them now. And and they've got some really good cricketers in there, led, of course, by Sikanda Raza, who's having Mm. a terrific year across all formats. So they are really Growing again, I think, and hopefully they can be a good story in the years to come because, yes, as you say, they went through some horrendous years. Um, not not for their fault in, in many ways. And hopefully now they are emerging from that and be a competitive force again. Mm.
0: Let's talk about England. So one day World Cup champions um, have had a very good season in Test cricket under, let's use that phrase, baseball, under Brendan McCullum. Has that confidence, that attacking ability, even though McCullum's got nothing to do with this T20 side, has that sort of just flowed through into this T20 team?
1: Oh, they always had that. I mean, you saw the way they played leading up to the 2019 World Cup. And of course, knowing the audience I'm speaking to, I won't mention how that finished, of course. But um, but the, the way they played, they changed the brand of ODI cricket. And every team in the world has tried to copy England in ODI cricket since then. And they've, always, I mean, they've also played that way in T20. So I think they always had that. What they went through in the summer back in England was a bit of a transition from coaches. Uh, Matthew Mott, the Australian, took charge of the one-day team, while Brendan took charge in the test team. And there, was a, there were some difficult results in that home summer, while everyone just sort of gelled together. They lost the captain, Owen Morgany, of course, retired as well. Josh Butler took over. took them a few months to gel everything together. The tour to Pakistan before this World Cup was vital for them. They won that 4-3, played some excellent cricket, and they've looked very good so far here in Australia. So they are one of the favourites um, for this World Cup, and they are still a trendsetter in white ball cricket at the moment, just given how aggressive they are at the back and how they bat. Um, they were a bit messy in the chase against Afghanistan, but they got over the line
0: mm.
1: comfortably enough. So it'll be very interesting to see how they go through the remainder of this group stage.
0: I want to talk about New Zealand finalists at the last T20 Cricket World Cup, finalists in the two previous one-day World Cups, Test Cricket World Champions. Why are they still not given the credit? Why are they still sort of perceived as sort of minnows and perhaps not taken seriously?
1: Well, I'm not convinced that is the case, to be honest. I mean, I think that is a bit of a legacy from how they were viewed maybe five or six years ago. And I mean, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're always asked about it, like in every build to the World Cup. But actually, if you read a lot of what's written about New Zealand, particularly when they won that World Test Championship a year ago and when they got to the then followed it by getting to the final of the World of the T20 World Cup last year. I genuinely don't think that people do now see them that way. Certainly a lot of people, they may always be corners of the world that see a team in a certain way, but I genuinely don't think they see the team that way. I, I think what's happened leading into this tournament is there have been a little blip in their results in the last 12 months. Their test form has fallen off a little bit. Their white ball form has been a little bit indifferent at times uh, but they've come to this World Cup and they've beaten the hosts in the first game in, in as perfect a game of cricket as you could see. So if there was any doubt about where they would stand in this tournament, I think that opening performance has put it to bed. But whenever I hear New Zealand asked about being this underdog or being however they're viewed at these World Cups, I do have the feeling that they've kind of moved out of that now. And if they haven't, then it's completely unfair. They should not. It's, years and years have gone since they should be viewed that way, that, that, that record you read out in the question of World Cup finals and Test Championship winners as should have put that to bed uh, once and for all. It may always be something that is lingering there in the background because they are the small country that do they punch above their weight and that narrative always seems to go with them. But um, I certainly hope they're not viewed that way anymore. And obviously nothing would help that more than if they did get a, a, a white wall trophy uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, I was just going to ask
0: you, David Warner, Aaron Finch, uh, uh, are hmm. they a weakness here for Australia? Is did New Zealand show the rest of the world the blueprint for success?
1: Oh, I think Aaron Finch is a weakness for sure. His form has been a major talking point leading into this tournament. I mean, he's retired from one day cricket just a few weeks ago. He's basically clinging on to get through this World Cup and try and win on home soil. And then the expectation is he will retire from T20 as well after this tournament I wouldn't say David Warner's a weak link he's had a tremendous run in T20 cricket his numbers in T20 are out of this world Um, but New Zealand did a good job on them both in that first game I mean chasing 200 Australia had to go hard Uh, Warner was unlucky to be bowled off the back of the bat and then yeah Aaron Finch found cover trying to be aggressive which he had to be chasing 10 and over so I mean yeah Aaron Finch is an issue for Australian cricket it has been for, for a good few months now David Warner less so. Um, He he is a player with a tremendous record. He didn't get runs the other night, but I expect he'll get runs at some point during the tournament. Less confident about Aaron Finch. Um, I think he he is really cringing on at the moment.
0: Yeah, let's just talk about the catch from Glenn Phillips. Is that one of the better catches you've seen?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, just stunning, wasn't it? I mean, the ground he had to make, um, how clean he took it, and then the celebration to cap it all off, it was. It was magnificent, but not the first time we've seen it, is it, from Glenn Phillips? You just have to go on YouTube. I think he has his own highlights reel on YouTube (laughs) of these spectacular catches, and it's it's absolutely worth it. He is, I mean, it's easy to say, but I think he is one of the greatest outfielders I think I've seen in the game, and he's such a versatile fielder. Obviously, he can be a backup wicketkeeper Mm. as well at times. He is just such a brilliant athlete. Um, So, yes, absolutely one of the the finest catches I've seen, Um, and it was was stunning. It was great. There was a big crowd there to see it as well. And um, yeah, he, he's a he's a magnificent fielder. He's the sort of guy who could win your World Cup with his fielding.
0: Yeah, and we must congratulate the Australian public too. The crowds have been very good. I mean, stunning crowd for that Pakistan India game. Ninety plus thousand at the MCG. Wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, magnificent. I mean, that was just one of the greatest games you could wish to see, wasn't it? And and that yeah, I sold out MCG. Thirty five thousand at the SCG. I think there's due to be about twenty five thousand hopefully in Perth tonight to to watch Australia Sri Lanka. So yeah, the it's been a long time coming this world cup obviously delayed by two and a half years uh by covid um so yeah it's good to see it's still quite early in the cricket season here as well so it's been good to see the um the take up so far and hopefully that continues it might need australia to have a good tournament to to keep that momentum going right to the end uh which of course will split opinion whether people want australia to have a good tournament of course uh but in terms of having that that, the host going well is important i think for global events so um Hopefully, Australia get on a bit of a run, and that also encourages people to perhaps uh, buy some late tickets.
0: Well, half of New Zealand live there, so New Zealand always get plenty of support anyway. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, um, Andrew, look, lovely having you on the program. Thank you for the insight. And uh, again, I've just, just so much respect that you're technically a Liverpool fan.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that's only some kudos, but yeah, glad to be with you anytime.
0: Yeah, thank you. Really appreciate it. Out of uh, ESPN Crick Info, Andrew McGlashan there talking all things the T20 Cricket World Cup, Sri Lanka, Australia, set to go 12 o'clock New Zealand time tonight.